Yeah. 
Redeemer lives. Yes. I want to say, <clears throat> walking around these walls, yes. 
me. Oh Lord, you never leave me nor forsake me. You say you leave 99 and come look for me. Amen, amen, amen. That was very powerful worship, uh, Pastor Dennis. Um, let me pray as we are about to go into the next session. Uh, let us all bow our heads and pray. Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for just helping us get here this morning and just going on to the afternoon. Just help us overall just worship you, Lord. I pray that um, Pastor, since pa- Pastor Dennis will be blessed tenfold for just playing and just worshiping you, Lord, I pray that you just will prepare everyone that's in here for the next segment, which is going to be the preaching, Lord. I pray as I introduce the pastor that will be um, giving the word of God that he may touch and bless everyone in here. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Now, without further ado, I'm going to introduce the speaker. Pastor John. Amen. Praise the Lord. <clears throat> I want to greet every one of you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, we just want to thank God for Yeah, we thank God for 2022. This is the year that God has given unto us for us to rejoice and be glad in it. Amen. And one of the things that we usually do every January of week. We want to do the same thing. It's always, I'll call it, give the first month unto God. When you give the first month unto the Lord, just like tithing. Tithing is the 10% of your increase of what God has given us. God has given us the whole year, which is 12 months. So January, what we usually do, we give, we tithe that day, uh, that month for him. By doing what? By praying fasting, thanking him. It's a moment to reflect back. We all know very well, and I know if we can give all you testimony, I'm sure every one of you has a testimony of how God protected you the whole of last year, the many challenges that you went through as an individual, as a person, and also as a family. Some of us, we had to change grades to go to the next level, health-wise, but God protected you. And that is to let you know that for God to allow you to see yet another year of 2022, it's proof that God is not yet done with you because you have so much that he wants to make sure he impacts you. And as a result, you are able to impact 
not only your personal life, but also your neighbor and the people you come across and most of your generation. So it's a, an opportunity every time I see in you here for me to reflect back by number one, beginning to thank God. There are three things that God gave me when we're jumping the new year. And I pray and, and I believe if we practice these things, they will really help us. Number one, we need to be a people who thanks God for everything. Psalms 92 verse 1 says, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto his name almost high. As parents, we understand when our children come and thank us for what we have done to them, we are motivated even to do more. We like people who give, who come back and appreciate the small things that you have done to them, whether it's a gift, whether it's in helping. And you too, as a child or as a student, you also enjoy when you help someone for them to say thank you. Oh, thank you so much, so and so, for really helping me to carry this or to do this. You feel good because it motivates you. The next time they have that issue and they call you, you won't even think about it. You just find yourself doing it out of a good heart. It's the same thing. Every time we thank God for what he has done, like this is a good opportunity, and I hope some of you had an opportunity to jump the new year, not just to say, hey, this is a good year. No, 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 no. Reflect back. When you think of the tough months that, and the people that you knew, some of them are not here. Some of them are sick. You, you are healthy or you went through a challenge, God help you out. That's a moment to tell God, thank you. Thank you so much. Not to ask you for anything. Thank you for the battles that you fought for me. Thank you for seeing me through these challenges. Thank you because I'm alive today. I can feel myself. Thank you that I'm not even in hospital. I'm in my right mind. Those little things matters before God. And so number one, we become a people that are always thanking God. The Bible says it's a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. That means I don't care how that day looks like, whether it's raining, it's cold, you don't feel it or in trouble. The first thing you need to do, Father, I thank you. And that is the principle that Jesus did. Any miracle that Jesus did before he did, the first thing he was, he was doing was what? To lift up his hand and to thank God. Before he multiplied the bread, what did he do? Father, I thank you. The Bible says he asked for the bread and he gave thanks. Before he calls Lazarus from the dead, raise him up. What did he do? The same thing. He gave first thanks to God before he called him out from the dead. Amen. So this month, the most important thing I want us to understand is let's be people who thanks God. Number two. Let's be people who read his word so that we can get his instruction for your personal life. Do you know each and every one of us, God has a word for each and every one of us that we need to run, use the same word to run with it through the year. He told Jeremiah, before you are formed, I knew you. That is to say, there is a book that has your name written about you. You cannot find that book anywhere else. And the good part, I thank God, he has not given anyone. He has placed it in his word. 
it's you, as you keep searching through his word, he unveils. He begins to reveal that riches of Christ that he has for you. So you get the word of God, begin to connect with your spirit. And then you understand, okay, this is what God wants me to do. Some of us, we have not even student, we have not even discovered what we want to do in, in college. We're just trying everything. No, no, no. God is not meant for you to try. There is one particular thing. As you read the word of God, God begins to connect the word with the ability and the talents that God has given you. So you find yourself productive. That talent begins to work for you. Not you looking for talents or admiring other people's talent. Thank God for them. But there is work for you. There is one that God has for you. And the only way for you to tap is to read the word of God for your own. I read the word of God for me, not just to preach, to understand God. What are you saying here? What are you telling me in regard to this? And the Bible says, if you are binding me, you know, as you read the word of God, the Bible says, Psalms 1 verse 3 says, you shall be like a tree, verse 3, that is planted by the rivers of water that brings forth its fruit in its season whose leaf shall not wither and whatever you do shall prosper. That is to say, once you know what God is telling you and you are planted in that word, wind will come, challenges will come, but it will not pluck you because you are planted by the rivers of water and you find yourself bringing fruits that are blessing to the people. We all know very well when you see a tree that has a fruit, it, the fruit does not, the tree does not invite you to come and eat the fruit. All what it does is to produce the fruit. And then people start coming to that tree. Why? Because it has fruits that they need. That is how God makes us relevant. So God has not forgotten you. The easiest way for you to make yourself relevant, bear fruits. And when you bear the good fruits that God wants to germinate in your life, people will come all over and there will be a blessing unto you as they receive the fruit that you have given them. So number one is to be people, a people that thank God daily, praising him, and the people that read his word. And the third thing that we need to do we need to abide in him. Now that you know, you have given God thanks, you have read his word and you have seen the produce thereof. Thereof, God wants you to abide there. You abide in him. John 15, 7, the Bible says, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you shall ask all that you will and it shall be given unto you. There is so much that God wants to do in 2022. 2022 has been declared is our year of great catch. Anything that this time around God wants to double what you have. He wants to duplicate what you have, not just for you, because he has generation and nations in mind. He wants to double it so that you may be more useful and relevant to many people, to many generations. So God has not forgotten you, but it's you to decide 
God, from this year, those three things, I will be always giving you thanks. Psalms 92 verse 1, it is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord. I'll praise the Lord at all time. And his praises shall continually be in my mouth. My soul shall boast in thee, Lord. The righteous shall hear and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Psalm 34. And let us exalt his name altogether. For I sought out to the Lord and he had me and delivered me from all of my fear. Amen. And then we become people that read the word of God. He posts, David posts in Psalms 119 verse 9. He says, how can a young man keep his way pure? And then he comes and gives us the answer in verse 11. He says, by, word, by hiding the word of God in your heart, thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. The Bible says the word of God is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. Psalms 119 verse 105. Let this year purpose in your heart to be led by the word of God. When the word of God lead you, you become productive. God will give you ideas, ingenuity. Ideas come from God. He says he'll give us the treasure of darkness. He's the one that knows. He has ideas that nobody else has. And he's always full of ideas. So as you read the word of God, which is the wisdom of God, God begin to show you in that business, in your place of work, how to be promoted, how to multiply your business, how to build yourself up, how whatever you are doing, God has ideas. And all these ideas are in what? In form of God's word. You have to be a person that eat the word of God. You have to eat it, you know, so that you are bind. You see, you, you become like a tree that is planted. You know, Psalms 1, I like it so much. It says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of the scornful. If that was last year, what you are doing, leave it. He says, but his delight, what he enjoys mostly is in the word of God. And in the word of God, does he meditate day and night? He says, concerning this person, he shall be like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water, that brings forth its fruit in season. And whose leaves shall not with and whatsoever you do it. That listen, whatsoever, whether it's school, whatsoever, business idea you do shall prosper. You are the one that is limiting yourself. God is saying, if you allow my word to abide in you, and my word abide in you, then you shall ask what you shall be given unto you. It's left to imagination. Whatsoever. He says it doesn't matter. Anything you lay your hand. God has promised that you must, it shall prosper. You shall make progress. You shall be blessed. So the burden of proof is not on, our, on God. It's on us. How bad do you want it? And lastly, as I said, we need to abide in him. The word abide comes from a Greek word, menu, M-E-N-O, which means to stay there, you know, to live there, to wait. You know, the problem we are, we are always in a hurry. We are living in a time whereby, because of we, we are trying to compete with the technology. So we are always on the, on the road. God is telling you, relax, pause. 
and think calmly of it. Let me do it. Relax. Abide there. Settle. It means to settle down. If you are not settled, you cannot be able, ladies and gentlemen, to achieve what God has for you. God wants you to settle down, to enjoy. I like that one. Somebody post that one. Life isn't about waiting for the wind to change. It's about learning how to adjust your sail. <laughs> Thank you for that. So what I'm trying to say is we need to be a people that wait. Wait upon the Lord. God has not forgotten you. Everyone, he says the rest is not to the seat. God is not trying to compete with you. Don't worry about your neighbor. God has something for you. Just abide there. Can you imagine a tree that is not connected to a tree? A tree, a branch that is not connected to the vine. It will dry. And that is what the same thing God is saying. Abide in me. Let me do it. Can you imagine your hand is that is not connected to the body? You know it will not function. God is the same thing. Can you imagine your leg that is disconnected to your hip, to your joint? You know it can't work. But when everything is all together, you are able to function the way God expected of us. Amen? Now, I want to come now to what I wanted to share. And I want to talk about, because we know this month is a month of, of prayer and fasting. It's important for us to understand why are we fasting and praying? Is it just another religious uh, exercise? No, we are not doing that. The purpose of why we are trying to pray and fast is to consecrate ourselves to God. The word consecrate is the same as sanctify. It means to be set apart. God wants you to set yourself apart the whole of this year for him. You set yourself apart. That God, I want you to use me as a vessel of honor, not of dishonor. I want to be the vessel of silver and gold that is purified through challenges. All what God is asking each and every one of us is to avail ourselves to concentrate ourselves to be used of God. So, I want that is the line I want to talk. I was just I was sharing the first three of what God has given me, but this is what I want us to share for today. And one of the things we'll be doing when we we are starting our official prayer and fasting on the eleventh, which is Tuesday. The purpose of it, I want us to finish on the thirty-first of January, and then on first, which will be on Thursday, we'll open up with Holy Communion. So we are trying to use it from, verse, uh, we'll start from 11th of January all the way to 31st. One of the things I want to put, if you know you are sick, follow your doctor's advice. Do what you can. The most important thing is not to abstain food, is to pray. Because if you don't, if you don't eat and you don't pray, that is hunger work or losing weight. We are not trying to do that. For that 21 days to be effective in our life, we need to read the word of God, create that opportunity 
to read the word of God as you fast? Why are you the purpose of why you are separating that moment not to eat? If order for you, that moment you would use to eat, you, be, you use it to read the word of God and also be a blessing unto others. Some of the scriptures will continue as we could. I'll be posting almost every day uh, prayer items and scriptures. You just need to use maximum three. Just take, don't take more than three. Pray them through the day of what you want God based on your need. Because God will be speaking to you. So you pick a prayer or a verse, read it through over, over, over. Why am I saying this? Because Jesus, when he was in Mount Gethsemane, he kept repeating the same thing. Lord, if it's not your will, remove this cup from me. Lord, if it's not your will. He repeated over and over until the Bible says his sweat was turning to blood. Why? Because that was the main issue that was forcing him at that time. He was under duress, under pressure. He was so concentrated. God, this is it. This is what is ailing me. And that's what I want you. Don't just make it like another religious attempt. We are just fasting. This is another moment for us to exercise ourselves, to lose weight. If that is your day, then guess what? You have missed the mark of why we're praying. You want to pray through. Take that one moment, one thing at a time. I say, don't take more than three. Every day, one thing. Pray for it. Next, The next time, another thing. For those 21 days, I guarantee you, if you do that consistently, you will see by the time we are opening on 1st of February, you will have a testimony in Jesus' name. Some of us, even the week will not be ending. God will begin to speak to you as you continue again to avail yourself, sanctify, consecrate yourself. You can't be sitting there saying you're fasting and you're watching TV for 10 hours, 8 hours. That is not fasting. No. Consecrate means you set that a moment with your Bible and your notebook. And whatever God tells you, do it, write it down. That's what it's called consecration. You have your Bible and your notebook and even a book that God will speak to you as you're reading it. Guess what you're doing? You are writing what God is telling you. That is how it will have an impact in your life. You write it down. Take notes. So not spending time with TV. That's a moment of reading the word of God. That's why you're creating that moment. It's called consecration. So in essence, I'm about to finish. Consecration is essentially about being separated unto God. Joshua 24, verse 15, he said something that is so profound. I like Joshua. He came and talked to people and the Bible says he told them. This is what he said to them. Because him already, he was set. The, the verse that I wanted to get to at the end is where he said, as for me and my family, we will serve the Lord. I'm not here for anything. I'm just here. He talked to the people. He said to the people, and this is what he said. Please listen to this. He said, and if it seems evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood or, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, will serve the Lord. In other words, he had already made up his mind. He had set himself apart with his family. I know 
thank God for living effectively is a family. And we are se- se- separating ourselves from other things. And we are saying these 21 days, we are essentially separating ourselves unto God. We want God to speak to us as a family, as individual. We want God to answer that issue of pressing that has been of concern to you. So that when you saw this one month, you will see the 11th month, how they'll be productive to you. Another thing, it is the consecration. It is the pursuit of the heart of God. Why are you consecrating yourself? Why are you setting yourself? Because you love him. You want to know him and the power of his resurrection. You want to be more like God. That's why you are separating yourself. Another point on consecration, it is letting God occupy the center of your heart. That is Proverbs 23 and 16. You are telling God, I want you to come and abide in my heart. I want you to come and be in charge, rule and super rule. Another point of why you consecrate yourself is giving God the first place in your life. Matthew 6, 33. Matthew 6, 33. We all know that scripture very well. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. So when you consecrate, when you create that consecration, when you consecrate yourself, you are telling God, I'm giving you the first place in my life. Another thing, another point is, it is the inner reverence and adoration for God. Isaiah 29 and 13. You're telling God, I revere you. I adore you. I want it to occupy my mind. I want you to be the center and the reason of why I'm alive. So you are consecrating that moment uh, for the Lord, you and God. So one of the things you need to do, you need to create a moment. You consecrate yourself as you talk to God in prayer. So choose a time that you'll be doing. For instance, like me, I'm an early raiser. Five in the morning, that is the time I start my prayer. Every single day I have to wake up because that's my moment with God. Create a moment with you too. Create a moment. If you are, if it's in the afternoon, in the evening, or early in the morning, whatever time you get, please, minimum, let it be an hour where you can read the word of God or pray. Make that moment. Let him know that you revere him. You want him to be first in your life. You adore him, and I guarantee your life will never be the same. Another point, it is the heart-born desire to always please God above all else. That is to say, you know, we have so many challenges. Yes, we are living in this world, and there's so many crazy things that are going on around. But we make that effort. God, in spite of what my challenges, my shortcoming, what things are coming, my desire, my heart desire is to please you, oh God. David said, you know, Create me a new heart, O oh Lord, a renewed right spirit in me. You covet for that, and God will see to it, He gives you His desire. Another point that we need while we consecrate ourselves is it is the hot love of God in the inner man. It's because we are being compelled by the love of God that pushes us. According to Revelation 3:16, we love God so much, we're like God. This love compels me. I found every morning, even whether my alarm is on or not, the Holy Spirit, when it's round about that time, wakes me up automatically. Mm-hmm. I find there is that opportunity just to go ahead and thank God and pray. 
Why? Because I want to be like Christ. So it's important, ladies and gentlemen, to have that moment of creating time with God. So some of the biblical proofs of the love of God. Why do we do this? We do all this because we love God. The love of God in a man's heart is therefore the platform for true consecration. You cannot say that you consecrate yourself and you don't love God. That is a religious exercise. You should be compelled by the love of God. Let the love of God make you want to talk to God. The reason why I talk to my wife, because I love her. I enjoy that conversation. The reason why you want to hang around with your friends is because you enjoy their, their fellowship. So you always want to engage themselves, yourself with them. It's propelled by love. You enjoy, you feel at home. That should be the reason of your consecration. Not because you want him to do something. Suppose he doesn't do it. Is that the end of it? No. You want to be with God. Let God know that you love him. No, regardless of what he does to you, whether he bless you or not, he's still you are God. And that is the same thing. We need to have it in us. Just like a relationship, a true relationship will be with you is founded on the love. It's not on what happened. You are there to stay. If there comes sickness or not, you are there. Joy, you are there. You build each other. You go through thick and thin together. And that's what makes it better. It makes it sweeter. That you can celebrate when things are there. You can cry together. It's the same thing. When you begin to cry, God, God has promised you never leave us, nor forsake us. So what is the proof of a consecration? I'll give you some of the biblical proof of love of people who did that. Or, you know, you love, you love him because you love his word. Everyone that loved God is because or consecrated themselves. They came to him because they loved his word. They wanted to hear him. They created that moment. Some would go to the desert. Some would create a moment, you know, of him alone, whether at night, others would go somewhere. I remember the days we used to grow up. We used to go somewhere to pray in a cave just to have that moment with God who studied his word. So when you love him, when you are compelled by his God, if truly you love God, you love his word. There is no way you will say you love God and you don't love his word. Number two, if you love God, if you're consecrated for him, you will love his fellowship. You will not miss, you will talk to people. You want to know how people are doing. You don't want to miss those who go to church. You don't want to miss. You don't want to miss living effectively because you want to enjoy the fellowship. If you love God, another point, you will obey him. If you love God, another point, you love to give your life, help others. Like a good example like this particular moment, that moment, whether it's one dollar or two, you can set it aside. Whether it's that into one dollar and then go and sow to someone else, whether it's in the street or help of somebody, but do something that you, to show the love of God in you, not in, to, to others, not to you, from you to others. So you can set aside one dollar and then after the first, go sow it. You see, as you change the people's life, God will change you too. So if you love God, you also love your neighbor. You can be a nuisance to your neighbor neighboring area 
If you love God, you love your neighbors. You'll be kind to them. You'll be praying for them. Another thing, if you love God, you believe him in all issues. Because you know he's not a man that he can lie. Amen. Hallelujah. And the last one that I said, if you love God, you will praise him at all times. So the Holy Spirit is more than willing to help us to achieve all this. So as I said, let's create this moment whereby we'll have a moment to pray. We are starting fasting on 11th all the way to 31st. And then on 1st, which will be on the 1st, we'll open with the Holy Communion. I'll be, we'll be posting on living effectively this prayer line and also online the prayer items that we'll be praying for. Please don't take more than three. We'll post several of them. Just take one at a time. Even if you take one at a time, that's okay. But let that be the issue for that day whereby you concentrate, you put your mind in it, you read the word of God, and you see what God will do in your life. Why am I saying this? Because 2022 is our year of great catch. It's a year that God wants to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all you have think or imagine, according to the power that works in you through the power of your Holy Spirit. It will be a year when you will have a moment with the Holy Spirit that you have never experienced before. It will be a year where God will unfold his love to you and show you things that you never saw before. It will be a moment of promotion for you, a moment of success and multiplication. God will manifest himself in you if you avail yourself. Remember, let's be people that we thank God. Hallelujah. Let's be people that read his word so that we get his instruction. When you get God's instruction, you know you are on the right path. And abide in him no matter what happens. So that we become like a tree that is planted by the rivers of water. That brings forth its fruit in its season. And whose leaves shall not wither. And whatever you do, they shall prosper. So I declare, any part of your life that had wither. As you abide in the word of God, I declare to begin to germinate in Jesus' name. I declare new life in your life, in you, in Jesus' precious name, that God will give you new ideas, that God will expand you, that God will fight your battles, that he will manifest to prove to you that he is still your God. Remember, God has not forgotten you. So I pray that we shall not forget him too. May the Lord bless you for that moment. I just wanted to take that moment. That's why I didn't give that opportunity for the kids to read. But coming next Saturday, we'll resume with all the kahu. We'll put all that, the verses. But I wanted you to hear what God wants us to do. So we'll create all those moments whereby even our children participate. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord cause his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Shalom, peace, and life to you all. And always remember, Jesus is Lord of your life. And the question, if there's anyone in the midst who has not given up his, his life to Christ, this don't start this year. If you escaped last year and you didn't give your life to Christ this year or even now, this is the moment to purpose to give your life to Christ so that you're in the safe hand, so that God may direct you and he will prosper you and protect you. Jesus is Lord. Amen. So I'll give it over back to programmer and then Pastor Dennis, you can lead us in our worship. 
Thank you so much, Pastor John. Yes, this year is about consecrating ourselves, abiding in his presence. Thus, we shall see the manifestations of God. Thank you so much. We really appreciate. Pastor Dennis, can you give us a worship as we wind up? Hallelujah. example of sanctification is our daily shower. We we sanctify our physical body by taking shower and brushing our teeth. Why? Because we want to be fresh. So this time around also let us concentrate on the spiritual shower of the word of God. Just like we take care of our physical, let's take care of our spiritual. And you will see what God will do in our lives in Jesus' name. Do we have any anyone who has anything to say before we close? Before we share the grace together? We share goodness and mercy. Anybody in our midst? 
we just want you to know we value each and every one of you we love you so much thank you for logging in this year it shall be well with us it shall be a very strong year and we shall all be together as we achieve the endeavors that God has put in our heart so shall we all share together uh if there's nothing we don't have anybody else who has anything <clears throat> can we all share together our goodness and mercy together and surely Goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our lives, and we shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Peace and life to you all. Always remember, Jesus is Lord over your life. We Amen, Ryan. God bless you. Thank you, Amani. I saw you guys and CJ. God bless Amen. you all. Thank you so much, Marianne. We thank God so much for the JS. God bless you. Thank the you for Gitongas. We feel the Gitongas. Thank you for Betty Tesort. Thank you for Mr. Amen. Sakuda. Thank you for Isabella. <laughs> God bless you all. We love you. We value every one of you. May the Lord bless you. Thank you so much, Marianne. Keep up the good work. God bless you. Pass the word and we'll be posting. Always check every morning. We'll be posting prayers. Coming 11th. Remember, it's a day of praying and fasting. God bless you. Amen. Take us all the way now, Pastor T, with a praise or something. As we exit. As we exit. Amen. Trading my sorrows. Oh, yes. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm trading my sickness. I'm trading my pain. I'm laying them down for the joy of the Lord. I'm